0: Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy.
1: I am your host, Sinai Flary, and in this episode, I am so excited because I'm joined by a very special guest. She's a multi award winning journalist who has recently been appointed as the first ever race correspondent at The Independent. I'm so happy to be joined by none other than Nadine White. A lot of your work, Nadine, has really... Impacted British society and made positive changes in a variety of areas. We're talking about education. You know, you've done a report on um, the racist tropes and stereotypical images that were shown in school textbooks. And your report actually forced the publisher to discontinue their sales and to edit that part out and come Mm. again with the textbook. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's really important and really powerful that somebody, in your position can have that sort of impact where you are changing the sort of material that's being used in our classroom. Thank you. I mean tell us about when you when you decide to you know when you get when you get a feel for a story what makes you go after it and how proud are you that your work has really made such an impactful um, and long-lasting impact on society?
2: I'm extremely proud um, to to be in the position where I can amplify, you know, perspectives um, from within communities and among people who often don't have their 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 views heard, you know. And as I kind of alluded to earlier, it was very much part and parcel of the reason why um, I wanted to become a journalist in the first place um, to challenge the perception that. Black people's views and um, minority ethnic communities views didn't deserve to be heard and didn't have a space because at the end of the day, news um, should be accessible to all and it should um, speak to, to all people on some level, it shouldn't be a case where some people's um, perspectives are sidelined um and overlooked, you know. So it's it's an honor to be in a position where I'm able to affect change in such a, a, a meaningful way and a, a, a lasting way. I you you ask me what what I do to in terms of pursuing the story, like what what is my criteria? I would say I look at who it's impacting, you know, and 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 I ask myself, is a thing right? And if it's not right then that's that's really the benchmark for me to to dig into that and see what can be done to raise awareness about about that issue, journalistically, of
1: course. Yeah and I mean you've covered so many different important topics in your reporting. I mean is there a story that sort of stands out that you've that you've been a part of that will stick with you forever that you're most proud of or is it a case of every story you're proud of but is there one in particular that stands out for you?
2: Um, I definitely say that I'm proud of um, every story that I've I've ever written and ever worked on and I know that sounds like a, a bit of a of a cop-out to say that but each one holds a special place in my heart because I feel like each one has had impact in its own way and each one has highlighted um, views and perspectives um, from within communities and among people who often feel like their their views are unheard in terms of um, UK media. Each story has had a varying degree of impact but I'd say the one that that not I'm most proud of but has had Probably the most impact is my investigation into SPAC Nation, which is a church that um, was accused of exploiting its congregation members for financial gain. It sparked a a charity commission investigation. The charity commission is the regulator for UK churches and charities. So they're looking into whether... um, you know, financial exploitation and safeguarding abuses also took place. And that came about as a result of um, my investigation. Also, the Metropolitan Police have launched an investigation into individuals associated with the church, which is still very much ongoing. Um, The fact that we were able to get this story over the line and get this published um, is so significant because prior to my investigation, the church had received a lot of coverage um, from most of the UK's leading uh, media platforms, but the coverage was glowing. It was lauding the churches, um Perceived, you know, successful outreach efforts working with um, at-risk young people, reformed um, gang members, etc. Meanwhile, um, the outcry from within Black communities to say, "Listen, something's going wrong within the within the church. People are being exploited," seemed to be ignored or was ignored. I think that's fair to say for so long until my investigation, which very much um, led the way in turning the tide against the church and, and, and um, sparking authorities, uh, you know, to, to look into to the matter more closely, which as I say, is still very much ongoing. So I'm extremely proud of that investigation. Um, and it just mirrors my, my, my desire to become a journalist in the first place, which was to be a part of the change I want to see and even out um, the playing field as far as representation in this industry.
1: That's that's amazing. And one of the things that I really love about your work is not only do you spark change like in organisations and institutions like education, like I mentioned, but also just for like the average man and woman on the street. You done a report about a black woman who was being charged twice um, the amount of rent as her white neighbour. Um, for the same property and basically her her housing association had to apologize and they refunded her like 30,000 pounds yeah yeah uh, in overcharges and that's because you decided that this story was worthy and I feel like you know we don't have enough people within media who are willing to take up these stories and I want to applaud you for every story that you've taken on and that you have executed to you know the highest degree and you've you've done it with with um, great class, you know, great integrity and great professionalism. And that's an example of how you have literally changed this woman's life from 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 your job. Thank you so
2: much. And that's another, there's just so many proud moments that I have, um, you know, um, around the, the impact that my stories um, have made, the reports that I've worked on have made. And I think first and foremost, what I'm most proud of is that people trust me to begin with, like to, in the first instance, to approach me with their stories in the first place, with their experiences to say, listen, this is happening. Can you write a story about this or is there anything that you can do to, to help raise awareness about what's happening? Um, that's, that's, a, that's a big leap, you know, and I always thank um, sources and interviewees for, for coming to me with their truth. And, and with their experiences um, to, to be able to stand it up and get it published for people to read and for change to come about, because that's an important first step, you know, without them doing that, there'd be no story to read. So it, it, it's truly an honour. Anytime I speak about the work that I'm doing um, and my my career so far as a journalist, I always use the word, words like honour and privilege because it really, really is. It really is to be able to help contribute to making this world a little better than it was yesterday, um, you know, through through my work. It, it's, it's, it's a huge um, responsibility and one that I take really, really seriously. And it is the case, I think, that we need more, um, more journalists to be able to focus on race and specifically racial inequality, which continues to plague society, just like it has done since the beginning of time. I think that robust, nuanced journalism has to be at the heart of um, of, of reporting and of any any change that we hope to see in this world, um, but because of the lack of diversity in the industry and the fact that reporting around race isn't treated with the same legitimacy, I think as areas like you know health, home affairs, politics, technology, mm-hmm. I think that that makes it harder actually for journalists who might even want to take up the mantle and 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 report around race and racial inequality to be able to do that. Do you see what I mean? Because then it might be a case that they're boxed in, where they're they're called upon only to report on race and racial inequalities, where they may not want to, they may want to focus on other things. Also, gatekeepers, um, you know, editors also, I think, play a huge um, role in, in, in not allowing journalists through the door to report on race For one reason or another, you know, they'd be best placed to answer that. So there's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. There are a whole heap of different reasons, I think, why there aren't as many journalists out there who are doing what I do. And I think it has a lot to do with um, issues going on behind closed doors, shall we say, and, and, and a fight that editors are putting up and gatekeepers are putting up that are pre- preventing these issues from being um, reported on more widely. And, and, you know, I know we'll go into it, but you know, my role as race correspondent, the UK's first race correspondent, um, just appointed. I think that that may actually help to spark wider change across the industry and maybe we might see more race correspondents being hired and appointed. That would be great. And that will go a long way, I think, to, um, helping to address some of the issues around race that we see in the UK.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, like I said, I I did want to come back to this point. Like I said at the start, you know, I want to congratulate you. This is history making. Um, You know, you are the first ever race correspondent at the independent. Are you the first ever one in the UK altogether?
2: Yes, there are um, community affairs that to to the Guardian hired two community affairs correspondents a couple of months ago with similar intentions. So they will be reporting on issues Um, from within um, marginalised communities, minority ethnic communities, um, Mm. but race correspondent by title and by definition, there's never been one in the UK before. So the Independent have taken a huge leap with this and um, they are to be applauded, I think, um, for their honesty um, in that, you know, a lot needs to change in terms of the way that race is reported and it needs to be prioritise in the same way that other other subjects are
1: yeah and it's so fantastic to see them uh taking the lead and setting the trends for hopefully other news publications to follow suit and listen when you announced that you was appointed a uh, race correspondent i couldn't be more proud of you i couldn't wow. think of anyone else right now who deserves and who is fitting for that role than yourself so congratulations one thing about you Nadine is you know you are passionate about race and you 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 speak out against injustice where you see it but one thing that I do love about you is that you are constantly constantly supporting others and you are constantly bigging up your people then, you know, other fellow Jamaican reporters, other fellow um, people of Jamaican heritage, whether it's someone in Jamaica doing something, whether it's someone, you know, in the Caribbean diaspora doing something, you're always so supportive of anyone doing anything, and that's one thing I love about you, and I mean, do you feel obliged, or is it something in you where you feel like you have to you know be loud about these celebrations because of how jamaican people in particular have been treated in the british media like is Mm. that something that you're conscious of like if you see a person of jamaican heritage doing something really good and it's not being amplified by the media do you feel like hold on a second i need to shine a light on this person because of the historical um treatment that jamaican people in this country have faced
2: so I think you have hit several um, nails on the head, um, Sinai, with the points that you've made. I am extremely intentional about my loudness and, and resolve to big up my people then, you know, because in order to know where you're going, first and foremost, I think it's important that you know where you're coming from and show reverence to, to where you're coming from and appreciation for your people and my direct lineage is Jamaica. I'm of Jamaican descent, my people are Jamaican and the media's portrayal of Jamaican people in the UK has often been negative, downright outrageous more often than not, lacking in nuance and the very worst stereotypes associated with our people um, and culture are often exaggerated I find out of either sheer, you know, laziness, contempt for us for whatever (laughs) reason um, or comedic effect. Mm-hmm. You know, the notions that all Jamaicans smoke weed, for instance, or our men are violent, um, bloodlusting individuals, you know, gangsters, um, we're hyper-sexualized, I find a lot of the time, um, in the media. Um, either our all our men must have sexual prowess and 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 all women love to whine. There's just a whole heap of different kind of quite harmful stereotypes that are um are amplified and I think it's a problem again as I say because it's lacking in nuance and that does seep through the negative portrayal Mm -hmm. into even um, part of the media's supposed non-factual coverage you know reports for example and it's insulting and it's reductive and I just think it's fascinating because when it comes to the progression of civil rights in the UK for example you know fighting off racist teddy boys in the street back in the 60s Marching for the better over the years, the implementation of equality legislation. Jamaicans have always, always, always been up front and center in the struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, thousands of Jamaicans came over to the UK during the Windrush era to build, um, rebuild this this country, broken country, ravaged by the Second World War, which wasn't Jamaica's doing. This world war, but we came to their aid all the same throughout the war and after the war during the Windrush. Jamaicans revamped Britain's infrastructure and gave the West a new lease of life. Jamaicans birthed the NHS public transportation system as we know it today. I could go on. Yet years later Jamaicans are being persecuted. We've seen that through the Windrush scandal and we see that um, more often than not, as I say, through the negative media portrayal. So, It is incumbent on me and I think any Jamaican person of Jamaican descent, any right thinking individual, to be honest with you, to speak of and highlight the beauty of Jamaica and, and all of the amazing accomplishments that Jamaicans have made over the years, the fantastic contributions that Jamaica's made to British society, specifically as we're speaking in a UK context. Uh, for all of those reasons, <laughs> you could probably tell I'm very passionate. Um, it is, you know, I'm very loud, I'm very loud. And also I think that where lack of diversity in um, the media is, is an issue, as I say, only 0.2% as we understand it, of black, working black journalists in the UK, uh, working journalists in the UK are black. I think that there's not, there's not many of us as black journalists um, of Jamaican descent, you know? And so while I'm here and while I appear to be making one and two little waves, <laughs> you know, I'm also going to be loud and shout about the fact that, yes, I'm here and Jamaicans have been here. Um, we are here and we ain't going nowhere. We are Talawa, as they say. So this is these are my reasons.
1: I love that. And you know what I find so frustrating sometimes, like even on social media, like, is how people will, so like like myself, my parents are from Grenada and St Vincent, right, and Mm. what I find frustrating is like, if I go on social media, it's how people want to downplay the contributions and the impacts Mm. that Jamaica has had. Now, Jamaica has a population of about three million people, but yet still, they have managed to um, influence language, food, music, dance, religion, every, every kind of area of society but I find it so frustrating when people want to downplay it and I'm like why don't you just celebrate it because it's not something you can deny it's a fact
2: exactly exactly and I just think that you know representation is so important which is why as I say I I, I see it as an important responsibility to be loud so don't make like don't get me wrong and make no mistake that when you see you know my threads about Jamaica and, and and me tweeting about Jamaica, even even in some personal things. You know about memories that I might have of 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 time spent in Jamaica or of of Jamaican family members. All of that isn't talking for talking's sake. It isn't sharing for sharing's sake because I don't have nothing to do. I've always got something to do, but it's a point that I'm making that yeah. we are here and 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 it's important. I think for me, at least to offer an alternative um, perspective, challenge the negative um, stereotypes Mm -hmm. that are being um, peddled about my people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And also it's an education. Like I always see a Twitter thread or a Twitter post as an education because sometimes you're not gonna get that education in the classroom. And sometimes people are surrounded by people who are not gonna say nice things about particular groups of people, but they might come across a Nadine White thread on Twitter and be like, hold on a minute. Do you know what I mean? This is not true. What everyone is saying, because you know, this is what I'm seeing on Twitter, and it might cause them to go and you know, research a bit more and dig a bit more. So you know, I I always find your friends and your posts really, really uplifting and interesting, and I and I share them, and I'm and I always learn from them. You know, so yeah,
2: and it's and it's great to have that um that feedback from you and other people have um also said the same thing that they've learned things from and not just you know, black people either, but people from all walks of life, different ethnicities that they've learned things from my, from my friend. And you know, that's the beauty of sharing information at the end of the day. Um, yeah, and it's something that I'm, I'm gonna continue to do. What I would love to see, just because I think it's, it's good to have as much data as possible about these things is a further breakdown um, of, of how many Jamaican um, British people of Jamaican descent or Jamaicans um, are actively working in media today. I think that's interesting because we know about the 0.2 percent black but obviously black people hail from different you know countries and different parts of diasporas so so that would be interesting but um yeah while i'm while i'm while i'm here i'm going to represent to the fullest
1: absolutely yeah, rightly you should you've got so <laughs> much to be proud of you know right let's go on to the next talking point so what advice would you give to fellow aspiring journalists of jamaican or caribbean heritage
2: So the advice i would give for fellow um aspiring journalists of jamaican and caribbean heritage is to be yourself unapologetically you never know who you're inspiring by doing so you never know who you're giving permission to do the same and one shouldn't have permission to be themselves but we're maneuvering spaces like the media um you know which is currently white dominated and can be a hostile environment that demands that anyone who doesn't conform and isn't part of the status quo should change. Um, it, it is, there's, there's power in authenticity. Um, so that, that would be my top, top tip, actually. Um, work hard, but also work smart. You know, there's no use burning the candle from both ends and mashing yourself up. Um, in in the undertaking of of, of work and pursuit of career. I think balance is really important as well. Self-care is so important. That's something that I think 2020 um, and this ongoing pandemic has shown most of us, you know, the fragility of life, how short life can be, um, but also the beauty of life and all it has to offer, you know, where a lot of people are on lockdown and certain liberties have been taken away from us. It does make you think, about all that life has to offer. So I think that balance is important and being able to down tools um, and and enjoy enjoy life and enjoy your loved ones is important as well. So all of of the above is is what I would say first and foremost, but being yourself is key, I think, particularly particularly in in a sphere like, like journalism.
1: And lastly, like, what are you most proud... We did touch on this a bit earlier, but, um, you know, it's such an important part of the conversation. And, you know, I understand, you know, your heritage is such an important part of who you are. What are you most proud of as a woman of Jamaican descent? As a woman
2: of Jamaican descent, I am most proud of the collective journey. I'm so proud of the struggle, you know, the history. Mm-hmm. of our people, the journey, the collective journey of our people, um, you know, from post, post-slavery post come right up to, to, to modern day, history is being made every day, um, and I look on the achievements of, of, of our people, you know, prominent figures, you know, Marcus Garvey, Granny Nanny, Nanny of the Maroons, uh, Paul Bogle, Sam Sharp. Miss Lou, come right up to the Dennis Browns and the Bob Marleys and the, and the Chronics and the Coffees and my heart just swells with pride and I am constantly inspired when I look at our collective journey as a people, that's what I'm most proud of.
1: Beautiful, that's a beautiful way to put it and um, you know Nadine it's been really really good talking to you and I want to take this moment to firstly um, salutes you, you know, for making history and for opening doors for others um, on your journey. You know, you've also, you know, opened doors for me in a variety of ways. You know, you're somebody that is always looking out for others in the industry. So I want to take a moment to salute you. And I have a strong feeling that we're going to be talking about you for a very, very long time. You know, you've made history. You was the first black nominee um, for the coveted Paul Foot Awards. And like I said, you've just been appointed the UK's first ever race correspondent. Um, You know, I'm so proud. I'm beaming, I'm smiling. I'm trying not to get emotional. Um, (laughs) Yeah, listen, I'm trying not to get emotional, um, but I want to just say seriously, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being a trailblazer thank you for opening doors for others and thank you for holding the door for others when you've gone through you hold the door and you pull a sister in and you pull a brother in and you always always look out for others so I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for that.
2: Thank you so much Sana I really appreciate you and I'm I'm getting all emotional over here as well but listen strength in numbers you know I, I just strongly believe that we 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 as a people, as Black people, as people of Caribbean um, heritage, as Jamaicans, we, we 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 need to stick together, you know, and um, and pull each other up. So I I appreciate everything that you say, and um, it's an honor again to be speaking with you,
1: Nadine White, multi award winning journalist and the new and first race correspondent at the Independent. Thank you for joining me on Impact Jamaica. I wish you all the best on your new role and I'm so excited for you and I cannot wait to see what you do next. Thank you so much for joining me, my sister.
0: Impacting Jamaica was brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Harib Cement and the Sagicor Foundation. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate and encourage, send us an email at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. you join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or on Deezer. You can also visit us at ImpactingJamaica.com. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy.